Greetings, heroes and Force users of all ages, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. As always, <laughs> I'm Dino Nicandros, and I'm joined, as always, by Alyssa Simmons. Hi. And Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And today, we are talking Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which debuted this weekend. It's a film directed by Destin Daniel Cretton written by David Callaham and Dustin Daniel Cretton and Andrew Lanham. And by God, we're Marvel fans. I don't know who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Daniel Dino, talking nerd stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. Shang-Chi, folks. The first thing that I want to say is that um, Daniel and I went and saw the film in, in my home my home city, Irvine, California. And um I it just was like so special to be in a theater of mostly Asian people. Mm-hmm. And you could just feel the the excitement and the, the reverence pride. and the pride that they had for something that didn't just kind of, you know, pay homage to the history of you know everything kung fu like they actually used real chinese people and they actually imagine that um you know spoke a lot of chinese in this film which was amazing Mm -hmm. um so that's just what i want to say right off the bat that it was really special to be with a primarily asian audience and to just to feel that energy and to also basically be inside of the film. We saw it in IMAX. We saw it like like in the yep. fourth row center. <laughs> we were just Yeah, that was that was those were the only tickets I could get oh, us. So gosh. we were hella close. It was thrilling. I was just like, oh, ooh, ooh. I bet that was horrifying. Yeah. I was like, my God, your face is so big. <laughs> yeah, felt a little a little motion sick. But, I loved um, it. I mean, I, I, you know, after having a VR thing strapped to my head for four years, now I've had a sure, lot of practice. Sure. So, <laughs> um, but, what uh, were your uh, your first uh, impressions and feelings? So I, I saw it on a, a very large IMAX screen in Houston with my parents, and uh, there were a great number of Asian audience members. But what struck me is that the theater was full. And I wouldn't say my audience was predominantly Asian, but that they were still screaming. Oh, and I think oh, that yeah. kind of gets to the heart of <laughs> what Marvel has done so well, is that you can be a little white kid and go see Black Panther or Shang-Chi and and make these heroes your own, claim them as your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's so great because that's what, you know little black kids and little Asian kids have been having to do their entire life. Yeah, Correct. right, right. You know right. what I mean? And there's, I, I just love that there's not a second thought. Um, yeah, they're, they're these incredible heroes. And... Right, that everyone can relate to while also uh, paying homage and honoring uh, a, a specific culture. But, I mean, it's, it's accessible to everybody, and, and uh, that, that, that's how you know you have a winner on your hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there were yeah. several several times in in the movie that the audience just erupted into applause and screams and it was it was so awesome. It was it was what I was hoping Black Panther uh, no, uh, Black Widow was going to feel like, you know, being like the first yeah. film back like every like that kind of collective that energy. like ah! But um yeah, Shang-Chi that that did it. Yeah, so. it did it. I kind of usually measure a uh, a movie's excitement factor by how fast I finished my popcorn, and oh, it was you done. Were, you were done like, in like the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was funny. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I was up with Alyssa and um and 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 her 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 lady and. <laughs> And we, her dad. we dare not speak her name. <laughs> my yes, roommate. We'll never speak her name. <laughs> what is this? The, her, what is this? The fifties? Are you going to call her my roommate yeah, now? Her, yeah. her long-term booty call. <laughs> and you know, um, that they, woman she lives with. <laughs> they asked me. They're all. Uh, they're like, oh, or no. His uh, her um, her dad said like, oh, should we get like one large popcorn and share? I was just like, oh no, no, we can't. I will eat it all, and yeah. you <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to feel guilty for that. <laughs> so I got my own, and I ate. Every little bit of it. Um, also, um, I just want to say that, like, I mean, I'm sure we're going to really get into it. And, um, but just, like, all the different fighting styles that they showed. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I am a big fan. Big fan. Um, <laughs> of fighting movies in general. Um, and just to see the different, uh, the different styles that were um, presented. And not in a, like... You know, it didn't feel. It never felt uh, gimmicky. Like you know, like like we're gonna pay homage to all of these different people, and like and you know, here it, it like it it didn't feel like a, you know, the greatest hits of <laughs> of fighting. It was sure. just like everything was very very story driven, and it just, yeah, like every every fight moved the plot forward and it made sense in the circumstantial moments of the film. It was, it was just so, so well done. Yeah. They, 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 they did it right. I think. I agree. In my personal uh, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Um, it, it blew And it away. also has inspired me and Alyssa to go to <laughs> Gun Yeah. Class, we're going to, we're going to try to get into a martial arts class of some kind. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to do I, it. Like, I took karate camp as a kid. Um, yeah, but it, but it was kind too. of like always, my parents were like, you, you can't do everything, child. So you have to choose, you know, voice lessons or or karate. And, and then you said, fuck you, mom. And um, <laughs> I'm a professional um, kung fu fighter now. So obviously I chose karate. Obviously. <laughs> That's Anyhow, thrilling. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find a class and and take it because why and not kick some ass? Yeah. Well, uh, the the movie blew away the uh, Labor Day box office, making over ninety million dollars. Oh far. shit! Um, that was a smart re- smart release date. They did on it on their part. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it it actually opened bigger than the first Captain America, so I I think oh. the. Uh, the uh, pandemic fears are starting to alleviate a little bit. Now, was that was that that, that wasn't worldwide box office, right? D- no, that was just the the U.S. Uh, 
I'm excited Day, to see, to hear um, how it did overseas. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be I'll be curious to see how it does in China. Uh, yeah, same. Because in the past, and that this is this is more a statement on on the Chinese ruling party that anything that has any anything remotely to do with uh, a Chinese American specifically mm. is is not as acceptable not as well but, oh, but sure. the, their audiences are a different matter entirely so we'll see i i hope i hope this movie gets the bow it deserves there because well, i well winnie I the do pooh wasn't is... in this movie though what <laughs> so not that not that you saw yeah now that i saw you're right you're right you're right he could have been although there. if Win- if winnie the pooh was in the film they they there's no way that film would have ever made it to uh to china <laughs> Wait, have you guys never heard? Are am I am, am I talking into the wind? No, I don't know about the what? Winnie. I don't know about the. Winnie oh my the Pooh god, thing. you guys! So, Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so the the leader of China. Um, she she, what's his name? Xi Jinping. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of like memes and uh just people that say that his face resemble remarkably resembles that. Of Winnie the Pooh, so they've they've forbidden all Winnie the Pooh things. Yes, there? Oh. so in China, they're yeah, Winnie the Pooh is banned, basically. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, so yeah, in fact, I think our um, our podcast just got banned there. So. <laughs> I don't think we have many listeners in China. Well. Definitely not anymore. <laughs> our our geographic breakdown didn't include China thus far. The closest we got was Australia, I believe. Oh, so. that's gotcha. fun. Hey, Australia, what's going on? We, we have a couple listeners in Australia. That's so, surprising uh, after our Bad Batch series. Right. <laughs> after, yeah, right. after the Omega. Like, after uh, Omega. God, this is so annoying. Maybe they just um, mock us. That's why they listen. Yeah, there's. I mean, we have yeah. like what fifty different accents, so they can mock any any sure. one of them. Sure. Yeah. Come come at Texas. I don't. I don't care. Um, I, I do want to say before we continue on, as Daniel, you mentioned all the different fighting styles, mm-hmm. and um, Alyssa's gonna break these down a little more. But uh, the stunt coordinator for Shang Chi, uh, a man named Brad Allen. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't, yes. we didn't we didn't know at the time at the time that that was who they were honoring but and yeah. uh, he he was the stunt coordinator for this film and many of Jackie Chan's movies through the 90s and early 2000s and he passed away uh, just weeks ago. Yeah, on August 7th. I hope that he had a chance to see the final product or at least I'm, like I'm gonna almost say that the I, final product. I I bet he did. Um I, I'm be sure so he's tragic. Yeah. Yeah, and what he's a, got what another a gorgeous thing that he that he did. Yeah, and he's got another um another movie coming out where he was the the um the Kingsman. Oh, yeah, he did the, the, Kingsman, the Kingsman too. Prequel. Cool. Yep. Uh yeah. he, and he, so he did many of of Jackie Chan's movies and then uh recently he did Wonder Woman mm-hmm. solo. Scott Pilgrim um, versus the World, which yeah. is one of my oh faves. Oh my god, such a good movie. Uh, and and what I mean, his his work on this movie, a primary driver of of why it is oh, so yeah. Yeah, both. entertaining, and how how not one action sequence was the same as another, and and you can't always say that for for movies of this size. Um, they, yeah. they, you know, you can start to glaze over a little bit, yeah. you know, with all the the boom boom and the 
But it was our. T- I mean, it was it was a dance. His fights are a dance. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. All of the all of the so fights gorgeous. were so beautifully choreographed and coordinated. It is um, art. Both uh, Brad Allen and Andy Chang worked together on this, and they were both students mm-hmm. of Jackie Chan. So. Well, it showed, and yeah. and the the nods to Jackie Chan specifically were uh, quite numerous. Oh, oh yes, um, yeah, just chock full of them. Yeah, even in some of the time, uh, and also the um, um, the cinematography too. Like um, they, I think they also kind of paid homage to the just that style as well. Although yeah. I, the cinematographer, truthfully, Bill is Pope, the same the cinematographer as um, uh, the Matrix. Yep, Bill Pope. He did Spider. He did uh, the Matrix, Spider Man Two. Yes, Baby Driver. Like he, he, and you can see all of those movies in. In this one, yeah, absolutely. Now, those, and I, those, I, like, I, close ups to the face, like you know, as uh, he did Alita, fight, you know, uh, Alita Battle Angel. Mm. Um, I mean, now that I'm looking at his his full his full roster of movies here, it makes absolute sense. Uh-huh. As you 100%. said, they, all the Matrix movies. Yeah. Um, he was on Scott Pilgrim as well. Uh, yeah, he just he does those movies so well. Yeah, such a such an interesting it. blend of of genres and. And visual tones and uh, stunning color too. I was I was blown away. And maybe it's IMAX. If you can see movies in IMAX, do it because that's what filmmakers want wants you to see their movies in. Totally. Um. Uh, it, yeah, it was breathtaking. Uh, is he doing uh, the new Matrix movie too? Um, I'm assuming he is. I mean, that would be so weird if he it, didn't. it does not say at this point. I would imagine he would probably yeah, he be involved. Be. Yeah, it would be weird if he wasn't. Yeah, I'm surprised um, but it's not. Anyways, here, but. Uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, dive into Shang Chi. Um, yes. A lot of you probably won't be, if if you're a little more casual or just a fan of of Marvel movies, you probably won't be familiar with Shang Chi. And I haven't been overly exposed to him in the comics. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. YouTube. I I I didn't even know he existed until they announced the film. Truthfully. Yeah. 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 No, I I didn't either. Um, uh, and the character was originally created by writer Steve Englehart and an artist named Jim Starlin, and he debuted all the way back in 1973. So he's... He's been around. He's been around, but he's... Admittedly, it's been kind of a few and far between scenario with him. Uh, He's come on the scene a lot more since the turn of the century, Uh has he been in? Has he been in like the the greater arcing stories? Like, um, like yes, so, yes. Well, yes. Um, so, like, I'm reading the uh, Jonathan Hickman Avengers, and mm-hmm. which leads into Secret Wars, and he is he is one of the Avengers. Oh, very cool. Uh, um, in that, and uh, you've seen his his origin kind of change a lot, and um, it was directly tied to this character uh, named Fu Manchu. Oh, right. Yeah. Very uh, problematic. <laughs> a very problematic depiction of a, a villain. And he he's originally, he was supposed to be the son of Fu Manchu. But uh, I believe it was in the 80s. I don't know if it was the 1980s. I think Marvel lost the rights to the character of Fu Manchu. So they changed Shang-Chi's origins a little bit. Mm. Um, and they started calling his dad Zhengzhu. And then we get to this movie. And they're now all referring the to him as Weng Wu and yeah, uh, it was for it was for the best. Shang Chi's was not necessarily given 
the creative upbringing he probably deserved. And, <laughs> yeah. And and I what I enjoyed about this movie is that it kind of uh, massaged his origin a little bit, and yeah, yeah. and you could see them sanding over some of the ridiculousness, mm-hmm. uh, which I really appreciated. And we'll talk about it when we talk about Wenwu, but. Uh, <laughs> He takes delight in his previous depictions, so uh, so so that was a lot of fun. Oh uh, yes, right, and it works quite well. Totally. Uh, Simu Liu, I was introduced to him on Kim's Convenience, Kim's Convenience. which you can find on Netflix. It's a Canadian, uh, Korean Canadian TV show. Uh, it is delightful. It is it is based on a play, and it, he he he's really great in that. Um, I th- I thought he he does the the Jackie Chan role as I'll call it because there are so many homages right. to Jackie Chan. He does it so well. Yeah, he was and great. People were kind of smacking on him prior to this. Oh, I know, and I was kind of like, and I was just the whole time I was like, what? He's done a great they, job. Why were they ragging on him? I know. I, I they like uh. So yeah, I was. I, I definitely went in it with like a a more critical eye, which maybe was for the best. Actually, I don't know. Hard to say, but I, um, but yeah, he, I thought he did such a wonderful I thought, job. I thought his acting was great. I thought yeah. he was. I thought he was funny. It's exactly what um, it needed to be. And I also was just very. I mean, because he didn't have a a ton of martial arts experience. So the fact that he was able to, I mean, he had he had done some stunt work, but like actual kung fu. Yeah. Um. At least an article I read said that he he didn't have a ton of experience in it. Maybe that maybe that was incorrect. But mm. um. Yeah, it's it just said that like he he dove in and I thought he did. I thought he was great. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think he fits into the. While being uniquely himself, he fits into the fabric of the MCU as a character who you could absolutely see interacting with the others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what I appreciate is, a- as big as this movie went, mythologically speaking, he's also, I think I'm going to enjoy him uh, in particular going forward because he kind of st- still has a foot in-, in the camp of kind of grounded reality. He's yeah. just the everyday yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um you you could see him interacting with with Sam Wilson or Bucky Definitely. or yeah like I loved or, I loved the um, costuming decision to have him in you know the traditional like dragon skin like you know armor but he still had his like Air Jordans on yeah right right like I I loved I loved that I thought that was great yeah he's still one of us Google Global. But we still have, yeah, we have that street level sensibility, whereas you have Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel and. Thor and all of these guys who mythological and so sure. it's it's great to have another street level hero um who can more as we find out can more than hold his own against the others uh what I appreciated about this movie while it was a pure origin story I love that we didn't start at square one and that we quickly discover he's very good at at fighting and then you kind of work backwards to find out why that is but like this, the whole sequence on the bus. Mm. Oh when, my god! When, so good. when oh. we waste, we waste no time, and he just starts busting people. Oh my up. god! I like, yes. And I, I guess um, that that was like the first and probably the best example I think in the film about like a fight sequence that is like wonderfully balletically 
you know, choreographed, but also drives the story forward and, like, makes sense. It's not just, like, a fight for fight's sake, you know? They're not just, like, trying right. to look cool. Which, I mean, they are, but <laughs> it doesn't feel that way. It just feels like it's all part of the uh, overarching story plot. Well, and, and it was it was that first fight that really, really displayed the the Jackie Chan-isms. And what yeah, I mean by totally. that is the, you, you, just using the environment to his... Right advantage swinging around mm-hmm. poles and and uh, even uh from an emotive standpoint where you know he'd get kicked into a chair or he'd land into a chair and he kind of smiles at the girl yeah. and yeah. <laughs> just uh, just all the charming things that jackie chan is known for yes. and uh oh i love him and and, and simu is such a a great actor that he kind of sells some of the over the top uh some of the over over the top stuff um yeah that um the bus scene was very um, like kung fu hustle, totally. Mm-hmm. Like it was so, and and the director has like come forward and said like, oh yeah, kung fu hustle is like one of my favorite kung fu movies. So Big it makes sense that he was really really inspired by that. More than a wink and a nod. Uh, and as you were uh, kind of alluding to, Alyssa, he trained with um, uh, Zach Wang, who uh, he was on the Karate Kids in 2010, and stuntman uh, Vidan Tran. You also studied with me. I taught him everything I know. He did mention Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as, mm-hmm. as, and we'll talk about that specifically because that that doesn't really apply to the bus so much. But no. um, but once we get into the the mystical forest and everything, Oof. yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Wowie. Wow. 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 Uh, so yeah, uh, Simu. I'm all in on Simu. I thought uh, th- there's a dynamic I want to explore a little bit with with his dad, which I think is the most interesting part of this movie, and. Um, I I don't know. I'm, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm <laughs> the villain in this movie. Oh boy, Here Tony Leung is Wen Wu. You guys are getting married. Dra- yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what though? I I gotta say, like, I, I truthfully, and I, I um I've heard people talk about it after the fact too, and I agree. Like, um, you know, a lot of people think that the movie is really like about Shang She's arc, but like. You could kind of argue that it's really more about his arc, I think. Uh, well, okay, so put on put on your Star Wars hat for Here a minute. Here we go. Because that's that's where this podcast started. Uh, there is a scene, if you'll remember, when uh, we're going to jump around a little bit. When Shang Chi uh, and Katie are in uh, Talo, mm-hmm. and it's the night before the, the battle. They they know. Wenwu and the the Ten Rings are coming to to unlock the the portal. Um, there, you see all these campfires. Everybody's having dinner and kind of commiserating. And Shang Chi is sitting out by himself. Um, and Katie comes up to him and oh, uh-huh. kind of probes him for what's what's on his mind. This scene, and I don't know if it was intentional. I haven't I haven't read up to even see if this was a, a reference. But th- if this wasn't Return of the Jedi, when Luke is kind of walks out of the big Ewok party and he's standing alone on oh, the bridge, and then yeah. Leia comes out, yep, and yep. when he tells yeah. her, you know, reveals, you know, Vader's my father. He Shang Chi has a very similar releva- uh, revelation. Excuse me. Here when he uh, when he says, you know, remember the story I told you about how my dad wanted me to kill somebody. I lied to you. I actually did it. And you have that that similar moment of uh, kind of achieving the resoluteness where he said, you know, I'm going to kill my father, whereas Luke was like, I'm good. 
I, I have to go face him. And uh, I thought even from an aesthetic point, I was like, this was screaming Return of the Jedi. Sure. And, and, uh, and it speaks to... old as time. Right. And it speaks to kind of the, the whole point of this movie was uh, finding worth in yourself while uh, redeeming your your father and, um, and uh, your, their relationship. Yeah, the, your family, uh, the... Yeah, it's about like... It's about family, just like how Star Wars is about family. <laughs> yeah, and and like, you know, part of Shang's kind of internal turmoil at this moment is like he knows how much, like, how many horrible things that his dad has done. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole idea of like, well, I am, I am my father's son. Right. And so... Daddy, <laughs> don't you be talking about burying babies on this podcast, um, <laughs> Daddy? <play piano. laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that that whole thing of like, uh, you know, am I the things my my family did? Um, right, is is such an interesting an interesting thing that we have not. I mean, we have it a little bit with um with Loki and Thor and Odin. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that sort of like complicated father son situation, um, right? We didn't get we didn't get like Lo- Loki's whole thing is well, both Loki and Thor their whole thing is we didn't get the whole picture, yeah, of, yeah, of what Dad was up to. But um, but Shang like knows, yeah, he knows what what his dad is, and that's that's complicated. Dad, yeah, and he fought with ten rings. <laughs> Fought them very God. well. Um, <laughs> All right, Sarah, get a grip. But uh, y- your point, Daniel, about 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 ragtime, about Wenwu. No, uh, oh. you were you were doing your best to derail this, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> he really is. <laughs> uh, but your point about Wenwu maybe maybe being, if not the center of this movie, yeah, a very 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 key part. Um, yep. Here you have another villain. Who you know exactly why they are the way they are. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and I would say even more than uh, a Thanos because this guy, it's it's completely emotion driven. Whereas right. Thanos was logic. Yeah. And I, I think it's I think this is very fascinating because it's uh, the opposite of a um uh oh gosh what are they called like like uh Han um Hans of the Southern Isles he's a uh, a sociopath. Yeah, it's like the opposite of a sociopath. They're like, like so passionate about whatever yeah. they're doing, and yeah, and it's emotion driven and just clouded by, by, by rage and, and rage, uh, and we get to see the, the moment that that sets him off on that mm-hmm. path, and it's it's really devastating because he it starts with the resentment of his children, and uh, he blames Shang for his his wife's passing and um you just stood there as a four-year-old yeah as not a doing anything <laughs> eight-year-old or whatever however Why don't you old take how dare you not take on those gang members <laughs> uh, and then and then to have a physical manifestation of of something preying on his uh sadness and depression and mm, calling to him spooky. and it it uh 
it doesn't excuse the bad things he does. But I don't think we often get many villains where you're like, oh man, it's like, dude, you're going down the wrong path. But I, yeah, I get it. But I know, I, mean, I know what, how what you got you there. Do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very unfortunate. And I gotta say, Tony Leung, I think is he was my MVP as far as um, oh, so great. Uh, this was, this is his first, I believe, his first go in Hollywood. No kidding. This guy, this guy is a a proud son of Hong Kong. He's a superstar there. Yeah. But good lord, I I want to go back and 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 watch his movies. Yeah, because, same. Uh, the the eye acting this man does. Mm. Oh my gosh. Just yeah, the, the, the simmering under the surface. That I mean, that's that's like the gold standard of of what you want to achieve as an actor. It's not the the blubbery mess. It's the guy who at any moment could come undone, but mm-hmm. is somehow holding it together. With, yeah. The subtlety uh, that he brought to the character yeah. was very, and it was, but it was so powerful. Yeah. Really well um, done. Yeah. A really calm and silent menace. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you could see him kick ass with, I mean, his, his martial arts. And skills I think are that that is terrific. a testament to the direction of this film, like totally. big time, because they, they never, you know, it was never a caricature of, no. A no. Be- of a beautiful kung fu film it was like yeah because they could have so... easily gotten to the gimmicky department yeah and they it, never just did. like you yeah. said dino like it's you know very mythological there's all these kind of like fanciful mystical things going on but all of the acting and all of the fighting was so grounded in reality yeah well and and i don't want to i i think uh the new mulan reboot was I, I don't want to crap on it because it does have value in terms of representation and mm-hmm. and putting Asians at the forefront of our collective artistic minds. Yeah. But I think where this one just blows that one out of the way, it's that a complaint an Asian friend of mine had with Mulan was there was the way it was written. It was like it, they what, somehow it was like snuck cartoony in a bad way. Well, they snuck the word honor into like yeah, every single yeah. oh, uh-huh. statement, and that and that 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 that's all Asian families believe in. Or it's right. just You're like it's, we are multi-dimensional like, people. Like we get humans. it, we get it. Preserving our family's honor and yeah, honoring the generations. And they said that over and over again. It's like okay, now this feels like a trope. It doesn't feel sure. organic. But here, you just have the story of a, a father and son. Yeah. Uh, well, a father, daughter, and son, and mm-hmm. uh, that is so. As, as you as you just said, I'm not saying anything new. It's just beautifully fleshed out and um, and beautifully resolved too. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't have minded if it maybe continued on a bit, but but that's that means it was well done. It was like you yeah, know, yeah, left you wanting, left you wanting end. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's for the best that they that they ended the way that they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was necessary because it gives. It gives our hero the necessary closure to, to to finally move on with his life and and take on a greater responsibility. Um, I mentioned his sister, uh, Zha Ling, uh, played by played by Monger Zhang. Uh, what she a freaking, freaking badass! <laughs> yes, <laughs> holy cow! Good lord! Yeah, Jeez, when they were uh, starting to do those uh, flashbacks of her as a little kid, just watching the fighting lessons, and then in her own like little private area, like doing all of it, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we haven't seen we haven't seen her come into her own yet." And I, I just like honestly, I know this is gonna be shocking to you both and everyone listening, but like <laughs> the women in this film. 
Lesbian. Hi, I know. So typical. But like, what on earth? All of them are magnificent aliens. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Right. Out of this world, unbelievably beautiful, great actors, incredible stunt performers. Yes, and funny too. So funny. I yeah. Wow. Um, Anyways, continue on. Continue on. No, I I was in that vein, and not not to reduce her to just this, but I was crushing on Shang-Chi's mom, uh, played oh, by Fala uh, Chen. Are, like, are you kidding? So She's like one beautiful. of the most beautiful creatures on the planet. Yeah, and it's like, so yeah, I'd go talented. on a murderous rampage too if, <laughs> if she was taken from me. I'll, I'll say that. There's, there's nothing anyone could do to stop me. There's the understanding, yep. Uh, she, no, um, that... she has an MFA from Juilliard. Yeah, she, wow. was, she was raised in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah. She also made this cake. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, artist. But yes, um, uh, Zhang as as Zha Ling was uh, fearsome, and and uh, even before we got to the the second post credit sequence, mm-hmm. I had I had a sense that once whatever got resolved in this movie was resolved, um, she'd have her own plans. She. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she's battle hardened and bitter and angry as mm-hmm. she probably should be. And well, just as uh, Aquafina said, you know, she was like, "Wait, so you started an underground fight ring when you were sixteen? When you were sixteen years old?" And she was like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yes, wanted my own like empire." So if he wasn't uh, sixteen let years me... old, she was like, "Yeah." And should we? Okay, should we talk about that now? I mean, I because you you haven't we haven't really gotten through the film, but I. Um, we haven't gotten to the film. What are you talking yeah. about? No, we Dude, we're <laughs> talking about the film. No, we haven't gotten through the film. Oh, um, <laughs> I was like, so, what have we been talking about? What have we been talking tw- about this whole time? For Twenty-five minutes. <laughs> um, uh, her now involvement with Ten Rings and her being like sort of the oh yeah the mm-hmm. runner of mm-hmm. the you know the leader. Do we think that? Because you know how we were sort of. Um, uh, we were sort of thinking about in oh god, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and when they were in Madripoor, and um, with uh, Agent what's her tits, um, Carter, what Carter? Yes, no, yes, yes, um, and and wondering the pow- like the who, power broker, yeah, who, you're uh-huh. about? Sure. who the yeah. power broker is, yeah. Um, do we think that because I'm, I'm maybe I'm a little confused about the time frame too? Do we think that that took place around the same time as this movie, or like a little before or after? Because I'm wondering uh, if uh, um, Shang Chi's sister is now like the head of the Ten Rings during that movie or during that show. I, sorry, during Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's unclear, but I I my guess is that it's around the same time mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's because of the references to the blip. Yeah, the blip and, references. Um, right. Yeah. And so that, you know that they're. And talk- then at the. Well, sorry. I'm sorry. Just so that they they said the ten rings will return. Yes. So like my guess is maybe a Disney Plus show that's related to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Madripoor situation, maybe or. Yeah, you know, what? I mean, I I actually have a guess on that. Um, I I think the next time we'll see uh, they'll show up in. Anything Shang Chi is in, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but, no doubt. But but uh, my guess is that uh, Armor Wars will be 
the mm. next time we see them. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, uh, oh, that yeah, that that checks out. That makes out. sense. That makes sure. sense. Because it, it follow it follows the the Ten Rings being involved with Iron Man or Iron Man adjacent, right? And and having the power, as you mentioned, it's a good connection to him that uh, the power broker could easily be easily sell to Ten Rings. Oh or yeah, they're yeah whoever. So they'll 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 be like Hydra, where they they come in and out and. Uh, will surprise us, and that'll be fun. And uh, as long as uh, as long as she's involved, I'm I'm excited for that. Me oh yeah, and too. now we have like you know these two like badass women in charge of these like you know crazy rich crime rings. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Dope. Pretty cool. But uh, s- since we started talking about uh, Wenwu, um, Wenwu, so. So I mentioned at the b- beginning that they that Marvel had managed to kind of sand over some of the the rough edges um, left behind by Iron Man three and the depiction of the Mandarin, <laughs> and uh, and he does it really brilliantly when uh, when uh, Wenwu has Shang captured. Yeah, he's uh, he's explaining to Katie. He's like, yeah, I've been called a. Uh, a lot of things, but did you know the Mandarin is an orange? Yeah, yeah. and that uh, that the United States government was dismembered by an orange or yeah. by a yeah, chicken the, dish. The the, chicken the, per- dish. the person they most feared was an orange. Yeah. <laughs> and just his his dry kind of amused del- delivery completely disarms the 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 old trope of the Mandarin. Yeah, like how ridiculous it is. So and, great. And. Uh, and it, it absolutely is a retcon, but it 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 feels so not only appropriate, but you you believe it. He's like you know, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, and he's been around for what? What do you say, like a thousand years or something? So. Right. And that he and, let it and, happen because it served his purpose or served his interests. Right, and it totally makes sense that if if other crime groups kind of heard bits and pieces of of the the quote-unquote Mandarin legend, that they would co-opt his likeness to to have more clout. You know, they're clout-chasing terrorists. And, sure. And uh, so I, I think that was beautifully done over. and yeah, um, smart. Uh, made all the better by the appearance <laughs> oh. of one Trevor Slattery. My oh, God. Oh, Trevor. Ben Kingsley. Jesus. It just. <laughs> ne- never. I, I don't know why Absurd. I did this. I did not know. I th- I guess I ass- I thought I assumed he was dead. I mean, it yeah, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't would... be a surprise. But as we saw in this film, you know, oh, he's, I was he's just great at, he's great at pretending to be dead. So <laughs> yes. I'm so delighted that he and I love was in this his film. relationship. My God. His relationship with that little chicken pig. As they... <laughs> <laughs> the faceless chicken pig. Oh, oh my God! Wow. And I love that the only reason he's alive is because <laughs> Wenwu appreciated his Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah he, started, <laughs> he, he started performing Macbeth. He's a jester. Just wonderful. <laughs> he's just a glorified jester. It's uh, so great. Um, I love Ben Kingsley. And uh, honestly, um, and he just before what was it? Was he? He was. He whipped it out too and started like reciting lines from from was it Macbeth? It was Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, as as problematic as the imagery around the Mandarin was, I, I, my problem with Iron Man three is that he wasn't the Mandarin at the time, right? Because I thought his, he, well, he was so good in that movie before, before, you know, before it's revealed he's just Trevor Slattery and right. uh, 
but to to see the character change so much and uh, <laughs> just be this, just be some guy is just some dude. So funny, and then and uh, then it, he's just along for the ride. And it was just a great another yeah a, a, another example of what we we're talking about, like um, not uh, not retconning and pretending that it didn't happen, but like like fully making it part of the story and working and uh, yeah it was just such a smart smart way to to put his character back in there what was okay so this is just an an easter egg but uh since we're talking iron man 3 now if uh, it's only september easter's not till next year if you'll remember the 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 big fighting tournament that Ling hosts um which uh by the way, the club is called the Golden Daggers Club. Oh, yes. And so I immediately leaned over to us. I was like, well, I guess if we were wrong, it's not Madripoor. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and Madripoor would have been a good guess. but uh, Totally. But uh, this is in Macau. And uh, the Golden Daggers was actually a criminal organization started by Shang's sister in the comics. Uh, her name is uh, Lyco in the, the comics. So Zha Ling is a new creation. And if you guys um, have never been to Macau, Macau is so freaking cool. <laughs> it looks it looks baller. Yeah, it's basically China's um, Vegas, but like, and you yeah. imagine like, oh, nothing's bigger than Vegas. This place this is, is giant, giant, yeah. and like they have all the same like you know. I I feel like they have like Caesar's Palace. They have you know Planet. I think they even have Planet Hollywood. Like they have all of the uh, Vegas accoutrement, but it's just like ultra sized. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there's a a little Iron Man three Easter egg in this fighting club as as they're kind of walking through it, and you see all these different fights happening off to the side. And there's one taking place uh, between a Black Widow mm-hmm. and Not the other the guy, Black Widow, but uh, no, no, one of the mm-hmm. Black Widows, and uh, and a guy who is kind of glowing red around his abdomen mm-hmm. and. He's one of the extremist subjects from Iron Man 3. If mm, you remember, ex- yep. extremist is what the guy Pierce's Mandarin was yeah, experimenting yeah. with. And right. uh, so that was a fun little a little touch. Where their body um, kind of like sort of constantly reforms itself. Can regenerate itself. If 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 the body accepts extremists, then yeah, it can regrow itself. And But then eventually um, they explode or something. I can't remember. Like Right. Well, yeah, when the experiment would fail, yeah, they, they would, would explode. explode. Whoopsie. It would explode. Speaking of said tournament, uh, since we're here, we get our fight with Abomination. Yep. And, Abomination. And Wong. And, and freaking Wong. And uh, they're going at it, and then, and then we kind of discover they're sparring partners. Yeah, they're just buddies. <laughs> There's <laughs> Emil Blonsky is friends with Wong. Um, sure. I don't know why. I don't know how this happened. Well, but they it, they it, walk it, through a portal together, and and I, I you know if you kind of like, well, I mean it was hard, it, easy for us to look closely because we were very close. We to the were screen. inside the movie screen. Yeah. Yes, but but like when you looked when we looked through the uh, the portal that they were headed towards, it kind of looked like there was like a giant holding cell in there. So I'm curious whether or not like you know maybe this is sort of like. Um, like he's on parole, kind of maybe doing this, and then he has to go back into the cell again. Um, like, and maybe maybe Wu is like part of the uh, Wong, you know, or sorry, Wong. Thank you. Uh, Wong is like part of the training for 
um, you know, is I, it, it would be weird, but maybe Wong is helping. Um, oh God, what's her name? Veep. Oh, Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, um, yeah. Valentine. Val. Valentine. Val. Yeah, Val. Don't, don't call her Val. Don't call her that. Um, But yeah, maybe somehow he's helping her with her initiative. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I, I, it, it's definitely I, had I have, my have imagination no run wild. I have no idea what is what is going on here, but um, uh, we, as we've said before, you'll see Emil Blonsky again in She-Hulk probably be a lot less nice in that um yeah, yeah definitely not having a a nice little cup of tea after after the fight <laughs> um interesting that wong kind of serves as the uh nick fury in this movie yeah you, totally. of, of like welcoming shang chi into the fold and and it's an organic way for for shang to come in um totally and you know i think uh, we'll talk about it a little a little bit later when we get to the post credits but uh I think allowing Shang to kind of enter through the Doctor Strange route will actually help any concerns we have with Doctor Strange maybe co-opting some Asian imagery. We talked about mm-hmm. it last week, I think, with, with Tilda Swinton. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And, and just inviting more of the, of the Chinese Far East influence into the Doctor Strange realm, I, I think. Yeah, would, I wonder if they'll would, ever comment nice. on it, you think? Probably um, not. Probably I don't not. think want... there's no need. She's she's dead. So <laughs> she's dead. She's... And we talked about Leave this her la- alone. We she's talked dead. about this last week with the um the Doctor Strange what if. They they never well, said that she was trying to, you know, right. pretend to be s- an Asian person. Yeah, right, right, right. But I was gonna say that I mean now that she's uh now that I mean, since I guess that's I guess canon that she can come back as sort of like a spectral memory. Yeah, like, sure. you know, that we, we could absolutely see her again. And I think it's plausible. Could be. Could be. Who knows? Um, Aquafina. Uh, what a star. Always fun. Great. She, uh, fit, she fit so well into the the Marvel trajectory. She trajectory. Just, yeah, she was Ooh. great. Yeah, and I love well, she, she brought the 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 Marvel comedy that we're all like that we all need. Well, and I loved like the opposite of the usual Asian stereotype in yes. films that she was mm-hmm. just like, I, I like my life and like I like to kick it and I like to party and I'm not a doctor and that makes my mom mad. But like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and, was, and I just I, I like really karaoke. I really it's... thought that that was a great. Uh, yeah, she's just a great supporting and it's relatable, character, you for, know. Yeah, she, she she was I think she was uh, kind of um, talking to I think was it Shang's sister I think she was talking to Shang's sister it was, um, uh, when um, she was just like I like to like get really good at things but not mm-hmm. like but then when I get like really good then I move on to something else <laughs> yeah right yep mm-hmm. fair I, that's relatable yeah a- anybody in their 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 thirty somethings. <laughs> late 20s 30 somethings uh can relate to katie it's absolutely 100 percent. just the pressure involved in that but but i i, I do and i i always enjoy aquafina and uh having something there to kind of slice the tension and, mm-hmm. it's and now what she's Marvel's a freaking good, good shot with her, yeah. Yeah. Right. her bow and right. arrow 
That was unexpected. I love yes, that she's now quite. basically just an Avenger, I guess. Well, and, and I love or at least that it a just Avenger all happened. Adjacent. And I love that it just all happens so quickly. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of part of the joke of it. She's like, okay, well, this is happening. All right. I guess we're doing this. Should we should guess we go, we're doing this? Should we go through the portal? I okay. <laughs> um Yeah, so so it was uh it was great to have her. Um I mentioned um Fala Chen who played Lee, uh Shang and Jali's um mother. This is where you get into the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first get to see Wenwu encounter her outside of the doors of Talo, uh, <laughs> it, that was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, in, yeah. 100%. Every sense of the word. And, and also a bit of The Last Airbender. And... Yeah, let me, um, let me tell you a little bit about the, um, the exact style of, of um, movement here. So um, there is, let me, let me pull up my stuff. Um, so since obviously the uh, the warriors of Talo are, are, you know, have like a peace, peacekeeping philosophy, um, it's, it's like soft uh, versions of Kung Fu, more, more mm-hmm. like Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, or very, very similar to how airbending is, is depicted in, in Avatar. Mm-hmm. Starts um, with a gorgeous rond de jambe. Yes, the rond de jambe and the <laughs> open palms. Um, but the the airbending style and what we see a lot of in this film is what's called Bagua Zhang. Mm. And it's a it's an internal style of kung fu. Um, and it's it's all about the soft expression and circular movements. So that's and a little airbend? N- no. Ah. Well, I mean, yeah, she did in this movie. <laughs> the real, the real Bagua Zhang. Like, I want to learn is... Bagua Zhang. Dang. Yeah, but that's a little bit of the, the kung fu history for that. Pretty cool. Well, that's great, and it, it was it was a, a mesmerizing dance, and mm. I love I love the convention of it, uh, of it being used for them to fall for each other right yeah. then and there. All yeah. the, I, and that the it starts eye very, contact and yeah, it starts as very adversarial, adversarial, and then it becomes a just a a, a dance, hey, and he's he's cute. so impressed, <laughs> yeah, and he's so impressed because he's he's wielding the ten rings at this point. Wenwu is, and uh, she's able to use her environment to, as you said, Alyssa, she's very defensive and uh, disarming, and um, I thought that was so 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 great. Um, you know, I just had this random thought um, that that like the Avengers are kind of like like it's like Dungeons and Dragons a little bit, you know, where you you're you're going on your adventure and one adventurer like searches something and then they find a magical item and then they just get to use that magical item. We don't really discuss like who might be able to use it better, you know. They just are that person and like. Because, like, all these Avengers have these, like, really dope magical items. Not all of them, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it would be interesting because, like, you know, you, nobody ever discusses, like, oh, what if, you know, like, Thor had the hammer and also the ten rings and also, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, what <laughs> you're describing is the what if series, Daniel. <laughs> totally. Oh, my yes. God. I need to be a writer. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> what 
if I well, and we- pooped my pants right now. There it is. There an episode go. without that. Um, anyway, just a random thought. Yeah. No, but um, it's a good point. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, Thanks for humoring me. As I mentioned, they're outside of uh, the gates of Talo, which ends up being the kind of center of events in the third act of this movie. Uh, and for a little background, um, Talo, and it's also referred to as Daluo Tian, which, is, uh, which means the great canopy of heaven. Mm. Uh, it's one of the god realms, as mm. it's referred to in the comics, uh, in a small pocket dimension adjacent to Earth. Ah. Building on top of that, uh, there are interdimensional nexuses between Earth and Talo, and they exist at each of the. F- yeah, and they exist at each of the five great mountains: Huashan in the west, Taishan in the east. Nan Heng Shan in the south, Bei Heng Shan in the north, and Song Shan in the center. Mm. Oh, so there's there's portals in in there. Oh, so there's more than one. I thought there was just that one. Well, well it, it's this is the comic, so oh, I see. Keep I see, in mind I see. that well, I mean, things have things might morph, but they yeah, might, things yeah. might morph. Yeah. Um, and as we see in I the morph. movie, a great number of beings inhabit Talo, mm-hmm. and many of these are plucked directly from. Chinese iconography and legend and and not Pokemon, uh, everyone and not everybody well, is like, well, oh, that looks like a Pokemon. Well, and isn't that Japanese? So it, correct, get not over China, yourselves. not China. yeah. Um, but that so we have the nine. What is that? Nine Tails or oh gosh, what yeah. Is that one? Well, uh, we I'll get to it. Uh, so they have um, celestial dragons. Uh, the the uh, the Feng Huang are the kind of phoenix like. Birds, yeah. uh, the hoofed uh, Keelan beasts, and the the most um, recognizable, and we have a couple in in my parents' house actually. Uh, the the canine uh, Haite, right? And, and they kind of look like they they are they look like big dogs, but they also have kind of a lion quality about them. Mm-hmm. And and you'll see these on statues we, we have a couple of small statues they they are uh, they're usually at the front you, you can't of mess places, them right right Gu- guarding yeah, doors and, yeah they're guardians yeah. you can't miss them and to see them depicted all of those creatures were just so, so beautiful. beautiful the creature design was oh very my cool. gosh the kind of like scaly like scaly like fur on a lot mm-hmm. of them like mm-hmm. it just was stunning an interesting note talo first uh first debuted in the comics in Thor number 301 in November 1980. Uh, So the idea of here we are with another, uh, this place existing in another dimension kind of fits into all of the nonsense we're, uh, we're dealing with at the moment. So, yeah. um, And it's, it's, it's uh, um, really at this point, this, this, this film wouldn't have made sense earlier. Like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's true. Well, and I think it would have been a little too much because I know Kevin Feige has been talking about ever since they made Iron Man. He's like, I, Shang-Chi has been on my short list. But as you said, Daniel, they, there's no way they could have introduced this concept at yeah, the like time or like shortly after. Yeah, like shortly stuff. after Iron Man came out before we've even encountered space yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Nexus, Nexus events, different universal you know, parallel timelines, like any right. of that. It's a lot. So, so, so that's seasoned enough now. 
that's that's Talo. Um, beautiful um, and interesting to think that uh, Shang Chi's mother is an interdimensional being. Yeah, and that uh, as is his aunt, played by Michelle Yeoh. Oh my god. I was so excited. I mean, I knew she was in this, but I was She's so yes. freaking. I dope. was so excited to see her. I mean, like she plays Ying Nan. Her resume is bonkers bananas. Yeah, she's she's living the dream. Banana bonkers. And, and uh, I remember the first time I was introduced to her was even before Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. It was uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh yeah, yeah. And James Oh my Bond. god, yes. I forgot that she was in there. Yeah, <laughs> she plays Wei Lin. And, That's right. Uh, at the time, it, she was so well received in that movie. As I, she's a a Chinese agent in that movie, and uh, she fucking killed it. The Bond producers were in the early stages of discussing a spinoff with No Way with, with Wei Lin. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. Um, that would have been dope. But yeah, but she, as you said, Alyssa. I mean, what hasn't she done? She's living the friggin' dream, and she's, and she also she's so looks. Good. She's so beautiful and looks yes like she did in her in her thirties. I'm kind of sad that they didn't do that. The spin-off? series now, or whatever the spinoff. She's, yeah, she's still been bit, she's still been working. She's okay. been fine. She's, okay. she's fine. Right. No, but I mean, just for my own like benefit, you know. Yeah, I, I hear you. Indeed. Um, I would love to see her do some Shakespeare. She has the oh yeah, just the gravitas. I, I I've always felt this. What this part way about do you her. feel like she'd be good for? Like like a lady. That's Macbeth a good question. That's like a that? good question, actually. Yeah, she could be. She could be a Lady Macbeth. She, she, I, I don't. I don't know what it is about. So certain actors just have the quality where, like you, I totally you feel have the, you. You just a, a gravitas and she's like regal me, for and you immediately like you think Daniel. Shakespeare when you when you yes yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just would like to watch you try to memorize Shakespeare. That's <laughs> really what I. <laughs> that would be the. It's so hard for me to read it. Just to read it. I'm like, <laughs> That's why I want to watch you. What does this mean? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, she was beautiful and exactly exactly perfect in this yes. in this movie. I also watched uh, again one of my I found in recent years one of those movies that if I see it on TV I have to sit down and watch it as Crazy Rich Asians. It's, oh, it is a great I movie. Oh, guys, I still haven't it's seen so, it. Yet. What? So, Daniel, what Daniel? What I know, I know. How? Oh, it is it is it is fantastic. It's really good. I know. It's really good. I know. I know. That's how it's fantastic. How everybody and, says. And she, but that's the thing. Plays... It's, it's usually when something comes like insanely highly recommended. I'm just like, I, I, I automatically have this, this, uh, Why? like, re- Why are you that it. way? I don't know. I don't know. It's very You're just weird. just an ass. That's all. I'm an asshole. No, I don't know. But you I will like, watch it. You like things that millions of people like, like Your Star, podcast, Star Wars like and Marvel. <laughs> you are one hundred percent correct. Yeah, yeah. You'd have I to think... make a list of the people, like, at this point, who don't like Marvel. <laughs> yeah, probably, just... probably. Yeah. Yeah, but there anyway, was a I there was a line. But I will in, be watching um... that film, and I will give you a full review. Yes, you will enjoy it. I promise. No doubt. There was a line in HBO's Hacks where. Um, a character finds out that like an old friend of hers is like writing a Marvel movie and somebody's trying to make her feel better and be like, who cares? Like who, who even likes Marvel movies? And the girl, <laughs> and the girl is like everyone, literally, literally everyone. everyone, literally, literally everyone. <laughs> who even likes that shot? Yeah. So good. Um, uh, but in the third act, we talked about the creature design. Um, it's in the third act where this, <laughs> this movie just, 
it's where it's really where they start taking risks mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how much an audience can handle mm-hmm. and and uh, they really went into the between fantastical. the great protector, uh, which is this dragon that lives in the lake next to Talo. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the dragon in a, in a little bit, uh, but there's some speculation that uh, it's a Makluan, which are basically these uh, these interdimensional beasts, dragons mm. um, from from space. So mm. space dragons. interesting, right? Of course. Well, it's interesting too. Like, doesn't that kind of like sort of like remind you of the interdimensional? Um, dragon-like looking cloud thing from Loki. Oh, oh um, I hadn't thought of that, but sure. They reminded yeah, they reminded me of like if um, Falcor from yes! Ending Story. I didn't do it because I didn't want to like mess up your experience of watching the movie. But I no, it was, was, it was definitely the, dra- the, the dragon version of, Look of Falcor. At what you see. <laughs> and um, also those um, the the like. Space whales from oh, sure. um, mm-hmm. Rebels. Yeah, the, the Purgles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very, very, very much so reminded me of, of those two things. Interesting, and this might give you a hint as to when this take, takes place, because we know it's shortly after Endgame, so sometime in the year or so afterwards, but 2024. Oh, yeah, right, because they have something called Blip Sync, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, Daniel caught right. that in the background. <laughs> but, uh, 2024 is the year of the dragon. Mm. So oh, interesting. It could just be coincidence, but I, this movie probably takes place in 2024, which is right in line with Makes sense. the end of Endgame. So the Great Protector loved the design on it. It looks like it just jumped off a piece of Chinese art. I mean, yeah, literally off so the cool. page. So um, beautiful. And I, I was even more bullish about uh, the Dweller in Darkness. Ooh, yeah. That thing was disgusting that it is was a like scary scary freaking creature yeah, yeah that was um some cthulhu like creepy lovecraftian spook spooky yeah lovecraftian pacific rim came to mind sure uh, which is mo- kind of a more re- it's a more recent depiction of kaiju um but th- this is right right in there with kaiju culture which is more specific to japan but um i I would love to see the concept art on this one and Mm. see 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 the stages of evolution it went through but the idea that it feeds on souls yes and then it's the little teeny versions like you know you know after they kill someone grabbing the souls and bringing it to to the creature woof Oh, and of course, like the first thing we saw were tentacles, and I like screamed at Alyssa. Yeah, I was like, tentacles. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I they don't know. They look like they look like half bats, half octopus. So. Yeah, def- definitely diff- yeah. different tentacles than we've seen. Yes, but but interesting. There have been a lot of interdimensional tentacled beings lately no that there have been lots of interdimensional beings and interestingly enough um if you go back to the comics the uh, dweller in darkness has some relation to the eternals and deviants mm. and the conflict between those two oh, uh, it, so, is 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 it a deviant i i don't believe it is a deviant but uh there is reference somewhere in the comics that 
uh, they derived, the, the Dweller in Darkness, quote-unquote, derived great pleasure from the conflict between the Eternals and the Deviants. Very interesting. Well, okay, so, I mean, we're um, getting ahead of ourselves, but, like, the, the so and, and I believe kind of... I believe the Dweller in Darkness also shows up as a Doctor Strange foe. So, yes, oh, it does. Okay. That is true. So that 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 whole that whole sequence um, uh, is is awesome. It's terrifying v- visually. It was some of the the more I would say some of the cleaner digital effects used thus far because that 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 entire sequence relies heavily on it, and I think they're just getting better and better at. I'm yeah, smoothing it out a little bit. And, I would venture um, to say that most of it was CGI, at least in this yeah. portion. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I wanted to 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 save kind of the the biggest part of this movie, kind of for the tail end of this episode, the Ten Rings themselves. Just the the idea of how they're used, how they're depicted being used, I think is brilliant. It's it's not like anything we've seen in the MCU thus far. I think uh, the, the way they're used in combat is really interesting. Um, yeah, because they don't have like one trick. They're not a one trick pony. They do a lot of cool, different. Yeah, they can stuff. be manipulated to do all sorts of neat things. Um, and very different from the comics. Very different from the comics. Um, and and the fact Shang Chi wields them at all is different from the comics because uh, oh, is Shang-Chi, that true? Shang Chi is known as a a master of kung fu in the comics, and that's primarily what he's depicted as, at least early oh, interesting. on. Interesting. And then as time goes on, uh, he's depicted as having the ability to duplicate himself. Mm. Um, I've, I've seen a little bit of that in, if I'm remembering correctly, I've seen a little bit of that. It's called Pikmin's. mirror image in D&D terms. Well, this isn't D&D. Yes, it so is. So go no. to hell. No, yes, it isn't. It is. Boys. It's all a simulation. Boys. <laughs> but so, so he's had that ability before, but... Uh, Giving him a kind of a cosmic, as we find out, a cosmic weapon of this kind kind of allows Shang-Chi to level the playing field with the Thors of the world, the Captain Marvels of the world. And, yeah. Um, it'll be cool to see how he uses those going forward. Uh, I also love just the symbolism uh, when he's fighting his dad mm. of of his ability to... Uh, he became worthy of them almost. There's a There's a moment where his father sends them flying at him and then he uh he basically is able to take control of them and I, i'm i'm not quite sure if it's like a thor type thing where you have to win mastery over it or you just become yeah, worthy of them yeah that's they didn't really explain and because um, they 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 barely explained how he found them like he said like well I, he even <laughs> they i don't even know if they said found like he just said that they were like in a in a crater or a, a, they, a yeah tomb. they said yeah the legend was he he found it either in a crater or a tomb and I actually think they left that vague on purpose oh one hundred percent mostly because of what the the post credit scene yep indicates yep um but I I'm, I'm a big fan of the rings the rings I remember in the trailer I was like oh that's that's cool and that's a a, a style we haven't seen yet yeah and um, kudos yeah to them. one thing that's kind of cool is that. The rings pay homage to uh, a, a a training exercise that is used in kung fu. Oh right, yes. So they they um they have these you know iron rings that they wear on their wrists and they they're called, like power rings or something like that. Or? Uh, iron rings or iron bracelets in oh, okay. um in Cantonese it's Daniel control yourself it's in it's pronounced Tietuan. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so they're uh, heavy metal, brass, or steel worn loosely on the forearms when doing arm drills. They serve two purposes. Uh, first, they're they're heavy. They weigh, weigh about a pound each, so they work like wrist weights. Um, secondly, unlike Wen Wu's magical rings, which conform to fit his forearms perfectly, the real iron rings are looser. They must be narrow enough so that they stay on when the practitioner makes a fist, but they are far from form-fitting. So um, they use them for, like, shadow boxing and drills, that kind of thing. So I so thought that— for, It's like strength training, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you do all of your same movement, but with weights on your Got wrists. Got it. So That's I thought that was kind of cool to yeah, yeah that, totally that is cool and I I love I do love the final confrontation between Shang and his father because he there's so much great symbolism happening here and mm-hmm. uh, as we all know he's he's trying to break down this door because he thinks his wife is being held captive in Tao Lo and uh, it's really just the the soul eaters and and that they're able to to prey on his deepest darkest desire and which i mean that 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 idea like you know got me like i was just like that 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 sounds like a very devil kind of uh thing to do just say it you 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 just want to say it go ahead i mean it it's not Mephisto. Obviously, we didn't because we saw it. It wasn't Mephisto, but like it does feel like they're they're you know they're, we're just like little by little they're like they're they're training us. They're giving us little training wheels, getting us ready and raring to go. For and slowly our... weaning slowly weaning out the um the Harry Potter Christian haters. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, right, I mean the Christians right. who hate Harry Potter. Little rather. by little, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, slowly preparing them that they're not going to like Marvel anymore. <laughs> there's going to be devils in there. There's already witches. No! Right. With Agatha and w- Wanda. Wizards and. Oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, but uh, I-, I love that the uh, the redemption moment. I don't know. I-, I was kind of on the fence about it. But when I was thinking about the movie afterwards, I love that it's. I kind of love that it's so quick that that when yeah. kind of snaps out of it, it's like. Oh my God! I, what I, have I done? I completely effed up, and my son is cleaning up my mess. And there's no, there's no long monologue about how I'm sorry. There's no, uh, could you imagine drawn out like, emotional beat? It's, it's a, it's a moment. It's, it's a knowing nod, and then he gives him the rings. And I'm just imagining like him being held by this like terrifying nightmarish beast, and like. <laughs> He's just monologuing to his son. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. uh, "Hey, could you could you hear this up here? <laughs> I gotta eat your soul real quick." All right, quick. come on, come on. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I appreciated that, that it I appreciated that it was unspoken and yeah 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 and it, it fits their relationship. Heard. They were never going to have a a healthy good relationship. No, um, no, no, e- no, even no. even if. Even if Wenwu apologized, he's I mean, done like, some horrible things. Well, the way he yeah. the way he trained Shang Chi, and you see it all throughout the movie, and fits and starts of of the relentless beating this kid takes, the abuse, uh, and and th- they literally beat his childhood out of him, and yeah. he just becomes a a weapon. And the fact he's even a remotely stable adult is a miracle because yeah, uh, yeah. Kay- I think Katie says something like that to him in the um 
Star Wars moment where she's like, you do realize that your dad trained you to be an assassin from the from right. the age of six. Yeah, he's you, killed you, people. You, you understand how how messed up that is, right? Yeah, and you know what? It was kind of a cool... Um, they they really did kind of bring like sort of like a, a little diet um, diet therapy into there like you know it was a little bit of a, some mental health kind of yeah. um, like talking about like that uh, to 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 not ignore like the negatives that, that the negative side of you that that is part of you you yeah. know right and and he was afraid of it for so long and was ignoring it but like I think that he once he was truly able to accept his entire self that he was able to become like right and he understood that like you know the good the goodness in his mother was like you know equally powerful to the to the darkness in his yeah in his father so if not more because i mean yeah, you know she was like, the only one that was able to you know disarm him yeah i love that 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 moment was resolved the way it was mm-hmm. and passing of the torch and and then, the yeah, of, of course, the spectacular finale of Shang-Chi on the back of the Guardian Dragon. and Turn that was around. so cool. Just so, cool. so sick. Um, that, that, that's the, the kind of the, the bare bones of the movie. Um, but we do get uh, a post credit scene. Well, we get two. And we talked about one of them already with uh, Zha Ling mm-hmm. um, taking over the Ten Rings mm-hmm. um, and reforming it. And you see yes, women the fighters there church now. Of the Ten Rings. <laughs> yes. And uh, her, her artistic style spray painted on the walls. And that, that was kind of, kind of cool. So like, how do we feel they're going to function now? Is it, is it going to be more like Robin hoodie or do we feel like they're going to be like still a bag of dicks just under a different ruler? I'd, I'd probably say bag of dicks. Interesting. Because I think she, I, I think if anything, maybe they aren't, maybe they won't be murderers. But she's, she's got a chip on her shoulder, yeah. and mm-hmm. she stated from a very early age of wanting to have her own empire. Yep. If her dad wasn't going to give it to her, so I think. But she's driven as hell. <laughs> I I can't imagine that the ten rings are going to be uh, all of a sudden going to be some, some good group. That's not that's not how they function. They they all have guns still. They're just letting women hold the guns now too. So it's. Equality. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone should be able to murder. Yeah. Really, from the end of the movie into the post credit sequence, we have Wong shows up again. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the Nick Fury moment of, come with me. We have some stuff we need to talk about. Mainly the rings. And uh, (laughs) I love how the movie ends, though. It's because he's like, we could do that. Or, <laughs> and, the, and the three of them, Katie Wong and Shang-Chi, end up in a karaoke bar. Singing um, Hotel, Hotel California. California. Which, of course, <laughs> is the thing that she sings to confuse people. And yes, yes. It's just great. So oh, great. I love that. I love that. Yeah, the way the way she uh, she distracts people. It's like, Very if you sing good it, callbacks. Yes, if, if you sing, they won't know what the hell's going on. Which I'm using that from now on. Yeah. Sure. Next time you're situation. in a fist fight, and I in used Huntington. to I used to do that to the monsters at Not Scary Farm when I was when I was a teenager. <laughs> so it did uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If I ever like am on stage and forget a line, I'm just gonna go straight to Hotel California. <laughs> yeah. There sure. you go. <laughs> Someone in the audience will be will be along for the ride with yeah, you. Yeah, they're like, ah, 
deep cut. So Good job. Dan- Daniel and I briefly talked about it after the movie, but what uh, what are your two predictions of potentially where where the rings originated are to? or who no where where they really were or like where they originated? Oh gosh, because that well, was that was the question. Like, when did you say that your dad got these? And yeah, it was yeah. definitely older than a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. right. So, um, so just to yeah, just just to refresh everybody, they the three of them encounter via video conference Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner, and that's how we get another clue of when this movie takes place because he's got the arm in the sling, right, and, right. And didn't um, he say that they they like they felt it or they heard or saw or I I don't know what the hell they just they they when he used them for the first time. Yeah, they, they were like it. they were they were like notified. Or something. Which is like, so there's some kind of like an energy surge when he used it for the first time, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I that was the sense I got. Um, well, and and you can, I mean, it's very interesting because, uh, um, you know, for the entire film, they were kind of like exerting that this sort of blue energy, um, and then when when, when had she them. got it, yep. it turned into like a very gold energy, like which yellow. is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, uh. Perhaps they they like you know multiple people can probably use them, but the like there's only like a very select few or maybe only one that is able to like truly wield them as they're supposed to be wielded, and um and they uh you know so Shang Chi has triggered like like oh like the a person that was that we found a person that that I don't know like whoever. Whoever made these rings, um, I don't know. So I, I'm on the fence of whether or not the it's sending a signal to some some friendlies or or not. Um, I'm thinking that maybe at one point they were friendly and maybe they won't be anymore. Or I'm not sure. But I, I, n- needless to say, though, my first thought was um, just because we've seen the um, the trailer so recently. And um, and all their kind of like gold imagery. Um, uh, I went immediately to the Eternals and like Celestials and all that stuff. So and, and you know, it would go into I mean, I don't know if they're going to resolve that that fast because we're seeing Eternals like really soon. But um, I don't know. That could be interesting. Yeah. Yes. Um, you go into Eternals land. Um, I don't think it's Eternals land. <laughs> I, 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 because it is, they say that the, the rings serve as a beacon and they're calling out to somebody. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's calling out to the Eternals or the Deviants. Um, or the Celestials. In the comics, anyway, there's a, a shape shifting race mm. that is, that uh, I, I don't remember if the rings, you, you'll all know the movies take creative license. Um, yeah. But I don't remember if the ring, the ring specifically call out to them. I don't have a great guess. Is honestly okay. the answer. Where, okay. where did your mind go first? Something, something crazy that's not going to happen, but something like Galactus. Oh, mm. interesting. Oh, interesting. Not, okay. There, I, there's no link that I know of between the two. But I, I'm thinking of. Yeah, no. Honestly. I'm thinking of something that could be summoned by. Yeah. By something. Um, 
it's not it's not Galactus. I am a hundred percent sure. But that if my mind went to some malignant being. But now that you said it, if it happens, you can be like, "See, I told you." <laughs> yes, I will. I will have been the only one who said that because <laughs> yeah. it's 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 pretty far I'm out there. I'm so smart. Um. <laughs> yeah, I. I what what do you think, Alyssa? What I mean? Yeah. How about you? Um, oh, my... I think you, did, you said you said what? Um, yeah, my I... brain just like I think probably just because Loki was the last thing that we watched. But, yes, right. But uh, I feel I don't I don't. This is probably also not true. But my brain just went to Kang, the conqueror. But I mean, be, the guy being, is being involved in, control in of time. So yeah, like, being involved in either the creation of them or something along those lines. I mean, I guess you could argue since he's kind of been everywhere and all over the timelines. He could he could have wielded them at some point. Yeah, or or at least at least is aware of them for yeah. sure, you know. Yeah. At the very well, and, least. And and they do say, you know, Captain Marvel says it doesn't match any technology we've previously seen. Um, right. And then she's just like, "Oop, got to go." <laughs> Yeah, sorry guys, I really gotta take this. Uh, yeah, I gotta text. Just gotta go real quick. <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean busy. the the um in the comics, I think I mentioned this before. The ring, the rings uh, originate with the Makluans, who are like the shape shifting dragons from space. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your pockets. So could the could it could it be as simple as that? They're a bunch of dragons. Come back to Earth to to claim the rings. I'm not sure they go that route. Um, I mean, it's cool that we've we've gone into this sort of fantastical fantasy like um, world because, like, at this point now, really anything is possible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, I, I on, on second thought, now that I'm kind of actually thinking about it in real time. Because of because of the loose ties to the Eternals here that popped up in the movie, it it very well could be a beacon for a celestial or celestials. Yeah, and and well, and we're talking about in this new movie, it's something about a um, what do they call it? They're like emergence. No, is that what it's called? Yeah, the the Eternals. The yeah. The emergence. They refer to the emergence taking yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm not saying that that Shang Chi is the one who, um, is like the that started that. But well, no, um, they say the snap did it. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, and there there are numerous celestials. So perhaps you know Shang Chi. You know sent a signal to a celestial. Well, and from the from the looks of it in the trailer, it's our understanding that the celestials are kind of giving guidance to the Eternals on what they mm-hmm. can and cannot do. And, right, right. Uh, at least at one point they did. If a celestial or a bunch of celestials, you know, assuming all of this is happening around the same time, we could we could get a pretty quick answer to that. I don't know. It, it's Oh, also I, the newest I, comics are great. I know I talked about that last time, but I finally also awesome. like finished them and they're fucking dope. But but I love Bruce's welcome to Shang-Chi's and welcome to the circus. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. And it's kind of oh. knighting him as an Avenger right then and there. My god, we like haven't even talked about it yet and it's such a huge like impactful thing. He's not 
he's not huge anymore. Oh, yeah. No, see, he somehow figured out a way to separate himself from Hulk again. Yeah, and and he's uh, his arm is still in a sling. Well, we, yeah, yeah, we mentioned that. Um, it's possible. I mean, he look, he's got a relationship here with, with Wong, and I would assume with Doctor Strange at this point, so I wonder yep. if they helped him do it. Which, starting to, I mean, like, <laughs> it's like, if that is the case, because I did think about that, too. It's like, now Doctor Strange is literally becoming, like, the Avengers, like, actual Doctor, you know? And like, oh, let me help you with your, you know, your problems. Like, you Oh, know, yeah, and- well, we said it on a couple episodes before this, that he, Doctor Strange is now the center of everything. Yep. Like he, right. I mean, he's, he's the dude that, for better or for worse, is going to kind of control the the events moving forward. Um, but yeah, if Doctor Strange came and helped the Hulk like become Bruce Banner again and then uh, Spider-Man comes to him like asking for assistance and he's just like, ah, yeah, I'll do that too. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and the Doctor is curiously missing here. That could be nothing. Could be something. I don't know. Doctor could yeah. also be Mephisto, so. Uh, any final thoughts on Shang-Chi? I, we we could probably spend it actually another hour and a oh half. Oh, my God, I know. Stuff I've had for over an hour and a half. Yeah, it's... Uh... I haven't even gotten to all of my notes here, but in the interest of everybody's ears and... Uh... My ears are bleeding! Um, but if you're listening and there's something in Shang-Chi that struck you or maybe something we didn't Just spend a lot of time on... Just struck that... you. <laughs> Show us uh, on the doll where it struck you. Uh, <laughs> if there's something that interests you or maybe we didn't talk about it at length that you want to uh, parse through uh send us a message and we do, yes. we do we'll address it when when next we talk marvel um which is that, this week yeah <laughs> with the, yes. with the yeah. next what if episode the foreseeable future what yeah. um as far as other news is concerned they pushed actually for forward or backward i don't know what you would call it venom is coming out two weeks earlier than they initially oh weird yeah, so that that'll be released October first, not How the fifteenth. So, Very interesting. Probably uh, yeah, trying there's... to not conflict with Spider Man's opening, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, and th- there's been some some Paramount has been shifting their uh, their slate. Uh, Mission Impossible, uh, which was supposed to come out, I think that was supposed to come out next year anyway. But they pushed it even further next year, and then Top Gun. Right. Um, right. It get is getting moved out of this fall, so I think Venom is actually too much Tom Cruise in one. <laughs> I think Venom is trying to get out in front of uh, Tom Cruise. Maybe take up the space vacated by that, and then well, I know yeah, James Bond and comes I mean out end of end of October, October end of October is Dune as well. So there, oh there's God. a lot. There's a freaking lot coming. A lot up. going on. That's that makes sense. Venom wants at least one week where yes. they can smart. Very because all of these movies need to recoup. Yeah, yeah. Money and. Um, especially right now. And I was again, reading about uh, no time to die, the new James Bond movie, and they need to make $900 million to break even. Oh my God. Because that movie was supposed to come out last April. Just to break even. They've done three advertising campaigns for it. Oh boy. I mean, it will. I think it will. It it might. I don't know. That's a lot of money. It's hard to say. In any other year, in any other year, that's a billion and a half dollar movie. But Jesus uh, Christ. It might not be now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, wowzy. That's nuts. Well, uh, um, also, so many... I, I'm sad. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little before, but um, I mean, I'm just the only reason why I'm sad is because you guys weren't with me last night, but I did have the most magical evening watching John Williams Ugh. play his most masterful 
wonderful music and lots of light lots of lightsabers in the so many lightsabers such Um, a great it's the best thing about la yeah it truly is the greatest la moment um yeah and all the people next to me were all so yeah we really rolled a nat 20 like sitting where we were because everybody was just you know the same nerdy that we were too it was just yeah very fun night um, That's lovely. And I cry my eyes out when they play DT. Oh, God, I love it so much. That man can can write a score, for God's He's sake. Uh, did they do Schindler's List last night? No, but we oh. joked about it. Like, Th- that he came one, back for three one. encores, and we we're like, oh, my God, what if his last encore was oh. Schindler's List? No, no, no. Too sad. I, think it was too th- I mean, the last one I went to was 2019 was the last time they did it. And they did, yeah. They did... Uh, Schindler's List. Uh, that <laughs> score is so. Every, everybody beautiful. was just a, a weeping mess. A, a mess. Yeah. That yeah. violin. It's oh too gosh. beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, if, on, on if that you, Schindler's uh, note, <laughs> if you somehow stuck it out all the way uh, into this 13-hour episode, thanks for coming <laughs> with us. Uh, maybe we will add a little later on, like a second Shang Chi episode if we don't have a ton going on a certain week and yeah we might have more revelations talk talk more about it because it was just so beautiful and we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did yeah this is uh inside the tauntaun a podcast in the multiverse of fandom i'm Alyssa simmons and i'm daniel dawson and i'm dino nicandros may the force be with you Always. Inside the Tantan Podcast. Please like and subscribe.